0: High Noon with George Hook. News
1: Talk 106 to 108.
0: It's essential songs. Bill Hughes is here with a shirt that resembles a
2: zebra crossing. Um, You've an essential song for me. Will I like it? Uh, You see, the problem with it, mathematically, you're incorrect when you say sometimes that I don't uh, give you pleasure. I would say it's 75-25 in favour of pleasure. For me, yeah, right. I would. So think.
0: this is leading up to one to twenty
2: five percent. I'd say no. I think uh, we might. It's it's by a duo. It was one Simon of, and Garfunkel. Correct.
0: <laughs> oh, ho, 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 ho.
2: and it's from a very famous movie.
0: Oh, Mrs. <laughs> Robinson. Correct.
2: There you go, ah, now Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. Simon and Garfunkel. Are we in the right? Yeah. Area? Oh, yeah. The
0: Graduate was the movie.
2: The Graduate was a. There's a great bit movie.
0: in it where where uh, he Justin Hoffman kisses Mrs. Robinson, but he he w- did it so quick it was before she'd blown out the, the smoke, and so after the kiss, she finally releases the smoke. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Oh,
2: you like that. That was Hoffman's pretty well Hoffman's debut movie, really. That landed him. Yeah. yeah. Benjamin Braddock, great yeah. character to play, and uh, yeah, it made him overnight success.
0: Right. Now I don't. I want you to tell me the song. The song is Mrs. Robinson, Yeah, it?
2: Yeah, it is Mrs. Robinson. It was sung
0: by the St. Mary's team that won the Senior Cup in 1969. Leber Sean Lynch, the Lions prop. <laughs> he used to sing <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Robinson after every match.
2: Well... Simon and Garfunkel had had a massive hit in 1964 with the Sound of Silence. It had gone to number one, and they were touring all over America playing colleges. And at the same time, hating each other. No, at that time they were getting on. Oh, well, this is before they didn't have the first breakup until 1970. Okay, but anyway, uh, the great theatre director and uh, who had become a filmmaker, Mike Nichols, uh, hot on the success of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf with Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, had uh, been commissioned to make this adaptation of uh, a book and the, the film was going to be called The Graduate. And he was trying desperately to put together a soundtrack to the film that would be of the moment because there was such chaos in the world of music at the time. You know, the Beatles, the Stones had come and wrecked America uh, in terms of the American status quo. And so he was looking for who was the next big thing and Simon and Garfunkel on this national tour. So he started listening to their music, so much so that for two whole weeks, he just became obsessed, didn't listen to anything else, and then went to the record company and said, I need them to do my soundtrack. So... They worked out a deal, a massive deal at the time for Paul Simon, $25,000 up front in 1965, 66, uh, to to come up with a, a song. Paul Simon offered two songs. Mike Nichols rejected them. Paul Simon went back in with his third attempt to say this is the song for the film, brought Art Garfunkel with them. They did, Mrs. Robinson, they hadn't even figured out the full lyric line at the time. But immediately, Mike Nichols was captivated and said, "Yes, that's the song, and uh, the rest, as they say, you know." So, uh, but there, in in the song, there's a very peculiar reference to Joe DiMaggio. Yes, and the the reference is, "Where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? Our nation turns its lonely eyes to you. What's that you say, Missus Robinson? Jolting Joe has left and gone away." And at the time, people were going. What is that about? And it was Paul Simon, the great poet, saying that Joe DiMaggio was our hero. He was everybody's hero. Where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? Our nation turns its lonely eyes to you. And he went on the Dick Cavett show, which was the big chat show at the time. Dick Cavett said, why not uh, Mantle? Your your idol, the, your baseball Mickey idol, yeah. Mickey Mantle. And he said, "Syllables, Dick. Syllables. It's all <laughs> about the syllables. I need. It wouldn't scan." And Joe DiMaggio works. Oh, right. So years later, he's he's in New York having dinner in a restaurant, and who comes in? Only Joe DiMaggio. And Joe DiMaggio just says. What I don't understand is why you ask where I've gone. I just did a coffee commercial, and I'm the the face of of Bowery Savings Bank. I haven't gone anywhere. And Paul Simon said, "No, you're a hero, and it's 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 metaphorical. It's I'm yeah. using you." And Joe DiMaggio was thrilled with the the explanation. Former husband of Marilyn Monroe. Former husband of Marilyn Monroe, who sent roses to her grave every yeah. week. Uh, after she died. And f- he he died in, in uh, 1999. And uh, in March 1999, I happened to be in San Francisco doing promotional work for a PBS thing I'd done. And just down the street from the hotel I was staying in was this church. And all these black limos were pulling up and there was police cordons and all that and I said to the concierge, concierge I said what's going on and he said oh it's Joe DiMaggio's funeral Go ahead. so I went out in the street and it was unbelievable I never saw so many people in Ray-Bans and black suits and black dresses and mantillas and the whole nine yards and it all happened right in front of wow. me. Joe DiMaggio's okay. funeral
0: now the um, the um, Garfunkel and Simon didn't get on very well. Mm. K- broke up, came back, broke up, came back. I yeah. mean, they made an industry of breaking up. Um, but there were also two Jewish boys. Yeah. Uh, no it the the sense there was these two Jewish boys were outcasts to begin with, kind of society hmm. sort of, because they were odd anyway, and uh, but they were odd to look at too. Like yeah, Paul that's Simon what I mean, was so yeah. small.
2: Yeah, Art Garfunkel was so tall. Yeah, Art Garfunkel sang so high. Paul Simon, yeah. sang, but Paul Simon. uh was the real talent. Paul Simon was the songwriter and has since gone on to have a phenomenal solo career. In fact, he was here in Dublin last week and and packed out and apparently the crowd went completely crazy. He's 75
0: years of age. But one of the ones they had, like a hit with, was something called Scarborough Fair, which they never really credited the fact that that was an old folk song. I mean, Simon didn't really write it. It was an old folk song.
2: No, but that's the great thing about uh, copyright law is if you you can do an arrangement and an adaptation and it's something that is out of copyright, yeah. the copyright becomes yours. Oh, bec-
0: does it <laughs> Yes. All right.
2: For that particular arrangement. And yeah. they had that included in the and movie And then, of as course, well. he
0: went down to South Africa and he worked down there. Yeah, on uh, Graceland. Through. Graceland, that's the one. Now, we better start listening to this song, mm-hmm. right? Now, Mrs. Robinson was played by the great Anne Bancroft.
2: And in the cover that everybody looks at, the poster of the leg yeah. that you see Dustin Hoffman through the leg. I know who it is. You do know, don't you? Yeah, I was your one from Dallas. Linda Gray. I met. I interviewed Sue her Ellen. down the K Club, and she's now come into the British uh, soap Hollyoaks. She's, she's one. She's wonderful
0: legs. I was looking at them down the K Club. And you know though. who took that
2: picture? A wonderful no. man called Bob Willoughby. Bob Willoughby came and lived here for years. He took advantage of Charlie Hawley's tax amnesty and came and lived in a castle.
0: Okay, so Anne Bancroft, uh, wife of Mel Brooks. Brooks. Uh, It's Simon and Garfunkel with Mrs. Robinson, which uh, if you haven't, you've heard the song, but you should see the movie to get the whole thing to fit. And the great Catherine Ross was in it. She was Sundance's girlfriend. But anyway, let's have a listen.
1: Heaven holds a place for those who pray Hey, hey, hey Hey, hey, hey We'd like to know a little bit about you for our files. We'd like to help you learn to help yourself Hey, hey, hey Hey, hey, hey Hide it in a hiding place where no one ever goes Put it in your pantry with your cupcakes It's a little secret, just the Robinsons affair most of all, you got to hide it from the kids' Coo koo ka Mrs. Robinson. Jesus loves you more than you will know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. God bless you, please, Mrs. Robinson. Heaven holds a place for those who pray. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey.
0: Simon and Garfunkel, Mrs. Robinson from uh, the movie The Graduate, directed by Mike Nichols. Uh, Bill Hughes has picked it as his essential song. The thing about Simon, of course, and it goes through all his stuff, the the language and the words are fabulous, aren't they?
2: Oh, uh, incredible. And can I just I just want to read you a little thing. Um, After DiMaggio died, Paul Simon wrote this piece. He said in these days of presidential transgressions and apologies and primetime interviews about private sexual matters, we grieve for Joe DiMaggio and mourn the loss of his grace and dignity, his fierce sense of privacy, his fidelity to the memory of his wife and the power of his silence. And that was in 1999. That's, that's super. Yeah. And he, he wrote that. And then, DiMaggio
0: was a special person. Oh, very that?
2: special person. And then Paul Simon went on to perform "Mrs. Robinson" in DiMaggio's honor at the at Yankee Stadium a month after his his death. So he really had a major in, in now, impact.
0: Yeah, just. Uh, I mean, Simon went on to.
2: Huge success
0: as a solo performer. Garfunkel didn't do much,
2: did he? He well, I suppose sadly for him, the thing he's probably most famous for is singing the theme from Watership Down, which was called Bright Eyes, the little animated film about rabbits. Um, but he has recorded magnificent music, and really, he's, he's recorded a lot of it in Dublin in the original Windmill Lane studios. He's used a lot of Irish musicians, he's worked with a lot of traditional musicians. And the voice, when he sings, uh, traditional airs. They are magnificent. And he has uh, c- come here as a solo artist and appeared but he plays very small venues compared to Paul Simon can sell out uh, yeah. uh, an arena. You
0: know. What What about the person who's telling me I should check out the Lemonheads version of Mrs. Robin?
2: Oh, it's great. Who are they? Yeah. Lemonheads, great rock band. It was, it was fantastic. You'd love it. Yeah. Well, actually maybe. Sorry, listener. Uh, George <laughs> would not love it. I'd love it. <laughs> I don't know why. But the Lemonheads are... Yeah, they're really, they're a wonderful yeah. alternative rock now,
0: now, we've got all these um, songs, all Bill's selections since uh, World War II ended on Spotify. You can just stream them all there on George's Essential, George Hook's Essential Songs. Have you been streaming it, Bill? Have you?
2: I have, and I think um, uh, Bridge Over Troubled Water is already up there. Uh, we need to add The Boxer and The Sound of Silence just so that we have Simon and Garfunkel's greatest hits, as far as I'm concerned, as Simon and Garfunkel. But well, we'll
0: have to do all them another week. We only put hmm. up ones, really, that you talk about.
2: Yeah, well, Bridge Over Troubled Water was one of the first songs ever when we started. That's that. right, I think yeah. you retrospectively loaded stuff up.
0: Um, I've been capable of doing anything proactively (laughs) or retrospectively or any other way.
2: I I think you did. I think you did. And that was uh, very good. But just Mrs. Robinson was awarded two Grammy Awards at the 11th Annual Grammy Awards in 1969. It was the first ever rock song to win record of the year. And it was also awarded. But you couldn't call it a rock song. Well, you see, it was because it wasn't pop and it wasn't soul. All right, you okay. know, uh, so it had to, it, it fitted yeah. into rock.
0: Mary, who must be a soccer fan, reminds me that Shamrock Rovers fans used to sing the song. So here's to you, Shane Robinson. Rovers love you more than you will know. Not that nice.
2: That's very sweet. That's very yeah. sweet. That would have been a laugh. <laughs> that would have been good to hear it, you know. But uh, Simon Garfunkel. As a couple, as a couple, as a duo, when they got back together, they came and played Dublin. And I don't know if you remember, but they came to the RDS jumping enclosure back in the early 80s. Really? And they brought the tour of the concert that they had just played at Central Park in New York. And they played it in Central Park for half a million people. But when they came, they actually sold out, obviously, the RDS. But they recreated the, their, their set was the water tower, a typical water tower that you'd find in downtown Manhattan over an old building. And that towered over the set. I remember
0: the Central Park uh, concert. Yeah, it's beautiful.
2: It's out on DVD and you can stream it. You know, it's, it's a really magnificent concert and lots of wonderful aerial shots. But they were both in fine voice, particularly Art Garfield. All right.
0: Okay. so...
2: Uh, I presume soon we'll be,
0: uh, We're you're definitely doing, I saw uh, mummy kissing Santa
2: Claus. Are we I, doing that? I think given the enlightened country that we live in now, I think I might find I saw daddy kissing Santa Claus. Oh, <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> and the other one you could do, which is, I, 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 we might
0: even have done it. Yeah. What was the great Earth to Kit number about Santa Claus or Christmas or Santa Baby? Santa Baby. Now, there's one for you.